3 a.m. Again, why did I ever think this was a good idea? Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Join our group of Run Disney friends as we talk about running at Walt Disney World and beyond. We'll discuss recent runs, training, upcoming races, and surprise topics suggested by you, our listeners. Well, the alarm's gone off, so let's go. Hey, this is Steve, uh, live from the Burden Hand Half Marathon, and you're listening to the Rise and Run podcast. Hi, this is Christina from Granby, Connecticut. I'm here at the Rise and Run, with the Rise and Run group, and looking forward to running Dopey, hanging out with John and Bob, and my daughter and I are going to tackle our first Dopey Challenge starting tomorrow. That's right, still two intros. We're going to keep doing that because you were so gracious to provide them to us. We want to catch up. So we went all the way back to last September in Burdenham, Pennsylvania and heard from Steve. Thank you, Steve. And a little more recently, Christina was with us for Marathon Weekend. Oh, well, friends, welcome. Welcome. We are delighted that you are here with us in episode 126 of the Rise and Run podcast. I'm Bob. I'm here this evening with John. Hey, Bob. How you doing? I'm well, John. Thank you. And with Greg. Great Scott. <laughs> Inside joke. Greg, where, where were you just a few days ago? So I was in New York City and I fulfilled all of Jack's dreams. Uh, I ended up getting day of tickets uh, to go see Back to the Future, the musical, um, featuring the one and only Roger Bart. If you do not know his connection to Disney, uh, Roger Bart is the singing voice of uh, Hercules. Uh-huh. So, you know, we all love Go to Distance. So uh, I got to see the, the man himself. And uh, and let me tell you, folks, if, if you are in the greater New York area and you have an opportunity, go see that show. It was an absolute technical marvel and just a lot of fun. But the whole time I'm there, all I could think about was Jack, especially <laughs> especially at the end. Uh, no spoilers, but I'm glad you enjoyed it, Greg. That's really cool. And uh, that was a pretty good Christopher Lloyd impression. I don't, not bad at all. Actually, you you know what's crazy is, and and, and this isn't a spoiler, but the guy who plays Marty, uh huh, he had a spot on. Michael J. Fox impression. Well, now, now it did it didn't carry over into the singing voice. Um, okay, but but just but, during the, the regular dialogue, what you would have sworn it, uh, it was in the room, and then the the actor who played George, you would have sworn Kristen Glover was in the room. He, I mean, he nailed that. It was so it was it was really really interesting to see. I don't know that Michael J. Fox is much of a singer, so perhaps the fact that it yes. didn't carry over <laughs> might be good. And and I'm not one to criticize someone's singing voice. I just don't know. He was in a singing movie at one time, Light of Day. Okay. A bit of trivia, John. Very him good. And, him and Joan Jett. So Very good. Bruce Springsteen wrote it. No. I, yep. I need to look this one up. Yep. Not well, familiar he, with that. He wrote all. the song, not the movie. I got you. All right. I got you. All right. Hey, let's get back to the Rise and Run podcast. Not that this hasn't been fun. It sure <laughs> has. Coming up this week, episode 126, Friends. Our friend, the founder, the creator of Run, Walk, Run, our good buddy Jeff Galloway is here this week to talk about 
the Jeff Galloway Weekend, and a little bit about Princess. Speaking of Princess, it's Princess Roll Call Week. Hope you got your name in. We'll be calling those off later in the episode. In the Race Report Spotlight, Nona's with us, along with her family, her husband and daughter, were with us. Her son also ran a hot chocolate run in Charlotte, North Carolina. So we'll hear about that. And friends, stick around because our good buddy Jar from Jar Ox and Spoon released a new video today. He sent us the audio of the song. We're going to play it at the end of this episode. Please hang with us and listen to that. Those guys are cool. It's a lot of fun. We think you will enjoy it. If you enjoy the Rise and Run podcast, please share us with your friends and introduce them to our community. We want to share in not only your running journey, but their journey as well. Please remember to follow us on Facebook at Rise and Run Podcast, on Instagram at Rise and Run Pod, and check out our YouTube channel. And also be sure to visit our webpage, riseandrunpodcast.com. Of course, if you have a question, a comment, a race report, or want to introduce an upcoming episode, call us on our hotline, 727-266-2344, and leave us a recorded message. We'll also want to thank our Patreons who support us to help keep the Rise and Run podcast rising and running. If you'd like to join the Patreon team, please go to patreon.com slash rise and run podcast. Friends, the Rise and Run podcast is sponsored by our Good friends at Magic Bound Travel. Magic Bound Travel, a place to go for your run Disney and other vacation planning and needs. Hey, now's the time. We've registered for Disneyland Halloween. Wine and dine registration will be around the corner. It'll be here before you know it. How many times have Brad and Maggie told us the best time to get your hotel reservations in is as early as possible. So hit them up, check them out. Magicboundtravel.com is the website. Get those reservations in now. Well, we do it every week. Let's continue. Let's look at our training schedule. Training for the princess. No, wait, no. There's no training for the princess weekend. You're there. Princess has arrived. So you're down there. I'll be looking for you. Coming up next in eight weeks the springtime surprise and i'm kind of melancholy talking about the springtime surprise because this is the last run of the season and we're already talking about it well, we've been talking about it for a while but it's the only one on our training calendar now week eight if you are running one of the long runs or if you're running the challenge it's eight weeks to go week 10 of the training schedule this Long training run would involve a double up, a two-mile walk followed the next day by a 10-mile run walk. By the way, friends, if you're going to springtime, the advanced dining reservation date actually for was a couple days ago. Yep. So you can make your advanced dining reservations now for your travel to springtime surprise. And hey, just because I was feeling low and we didn't have anything on the training schedule, we're 28 weeks from the Disneyland Halloween race. We don't have anything on training for it yet, but 28 weeks. We'll get there. 
And we'll, and when we do, we'll be thinking back to, gee, wasn't it just a little while ago we said it was 28 weeks away? You know what? Just do, just do uh, 999 uh, you know, minutes or kilometers or miles and, and, you know, and, and keep it in theme with Haunted Mansion and everything like that. And that will, just, that will work out perfectly for you. And there's always room for one more. Yes, there's always room for always one more. Always room. <laughs> well, friends, as we've said, Princess Weekend is here. Uh, I'll be looking for you. I will be at the expo after lunch. Be looking for you there. Hope to see you. As always, and I'll say it a couple times tonight, when you get to the expo, look for our friends, look for Pam, look for Coach Twiggs, look for Jeff Galloway. More on that later on. We get together before the races. If you're new to this, and you whether you take the bus or whether you drive yourself, you're going to walk in to the staging area where there will be, appropriately enough, a stage. Isn't it good that there's a stage in the staging area? That's very clever. Them run Disney folks think of everything. (laughs) But if you look towards that stage, there are bleachers out in front of it, quite a ways out in front, maybe 30, 40 yards. As you're facing the stage to the left side of the bleachers, I'll be there. Our friends from Run Dopey will be there too. They're frequently easy to find. But I, I hope to see you there. And I'll remind you this one more time also, Saturday afternoon, we get together, 3 p.m., food truck area at Disney Springs. I'm starting to bake the cookies tomorrow, so they'll be ready when, I, when we get there. The Expo Passes are now out, so you should have got an email saying that your Expo Pass is out. It has your bib number on it. You need to get that on your phone, so when you check into the Expo, uh, they have your information and you need your and you need your uh, ID. So when you get to the State Farm Fieldhouse, you'll go in there with your Expo Pass and your ID and you'll get your bibs. And then you'll head on over to the other Expo and pick up your shirts. You know what I miss, John? And a, a lot of our friends on Facebook have asked about this, about what corral they're going to be in. And nobody can reliably say. I mean, you can guess. But uh, it, before COVID... You got a printed waiver. You got your bib number, as we do now. But we used to see tables which said that this number to this number are in this corral. And we don't yeah. see that anymore. I'm, I miss those days. I do too. Because you got to get together again online with your friends and say, hey, I'm in D. Where are you? I'm in C. We really can't do that anymore until we actually get our, our bibs and see what letter is on there. But all right, and there we'll is there, there is tracking too, so you can go on there and check them out too. You're, that's good for your tracking numbers too. So yeah, yeah, that's what's up. Looking forward, my friends, to seeing you this weekend. Released earlier today, themes for Wine and Dine weekend. That's right. If I feel bad about this season ending, well, next season we're already talking about. It starts at Disneyland, then it goes to Disney World. Wine and Dine weekend always a favorite, as far as I'm concerned. The themes seem to have struck home among a bunch of our friends. I just got to say, folks, they're listening to us. They are finally listening to us because I know I've been championing this cause. I know our friends KG over Living the KG Life and Amanda at Once Upon a Marathon were just championing this. I grant it's not a whole race weekend but we did it. We got the Muppets into Run Disney. Bork, bork, bork. 
He's one of my favorites. I mean, that was Swedish Chef translated into, I'm very excited that Swedish Chef is is part of the 5K. Actually, you know, many years ago, I'd actually have to go back and look at this. I remember Google had a thing when like Google Translate was first a thing. You would actually (laughs) type in something and it would translate it to Swedish Chef for you. Are you so favorite one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a fun one. I, I, I think it was our friend Brandy, when she saw it, asked online if Sam Eagle was going to make another appearance. That would be appropriate, and I might do that. I'm very open to doing that. But by golly, I really like the chef, and I may try and do a Swedish chef outfit. We'll see. Bob, you're tall. Sweetums, come on. Sweetums, yeah, oh. that would be even better. <laughs> that 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 would be a really sweaty costume. Holy yeah. cow! Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm 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 so excited, and I I've you know like you, Bob. Several people reached out to me today, and like Craig, what what are your thoughts? You know, you, you, you know, we're finally getting the Muppets. Uh, you're gonna sign up, right? And I'm like, I can't because yeah. You know, w- with the way that that it is, you know, if you were to run the five k, that means you know you would have to travel down on Halloween, right? You know, to pick up your bib, and you know, I have already made a promise to my daughter that I will take her out trick or treating, and there's just no feasible way of of grabbing a flight from Philadelphia down to Orlando in time to logistically able to you know pull this off. So, listeners out there, if if anybody knows a way, um. Or, or knows of a scientist that is far along in cloning technology, uh, <laughs> please email me, Greg at riserunpodcast.com. Um, yeah. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm absolutely thrilled that the Muppets are, are part of this, are part of this race weekend. But unfortunately, being, being a father and, and, yeah. and, and, and taking, taking my daughter out trick or treating is more important than the Swedish chef. Um, but I do plan on doing the challenge. So I, I will be down there. I'm excited. But I will say in general, though, um, I, outside of the Muppets, I think what I'm most excited about is that this is the first time in a really, really long time we have a cohesive theme between all three of the races, um, in terms of, wine and dine and you know the the idea of like you know the chefs of disney i just think i think that's really really cool i mean great i I know there was some chatter today about you know people are getting a little sick and tired of tiana you know being on everything but i mean the fact that you know you got tiana's bayou adventure coming out you know later this year in terms of the magic kingdom and you know, incorporating beignets over in that park and all that jazz i don't know and then you know adding ratatouille I just think it's really, really cool. And actually, the artwork in terms of the challenge for Mickey, Bob, this reminded me of, I think it was Wine and Dine 20, was it maybe the year you and I did? It was either 2016 or 2017. I remember there was like a patriotic Mickey in terms Uh, of Wine and Dine. I was getting getting those vibes today. Yeah, yeah. I don't remember when that was, uh, Greg. I don't think it was 16, but I don't remember. I know the one you're talking about, though. I'll take a break here, walk into, but no, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, I, I genuinely, I had made up my mind just to do the challenge because Becky really has retired from the 5Ks this time. But when I saw the chef and I saw it was going to be the Muppets, yeah, I'll be doing all three. Yeah, I got to reevaluate my life choices. 
<laughs> well, you know, you, you, you and uh, you have grandchildren that have big events that weekend. And of course, Greg, you yeah. have a young child. You guys aren't alone. I think there are going to be a whole bunch of, uh, of run Disney friends with younger children who are conflicted as to what to do around Halloween. Yeah. And I think it's a 15 year anniversary for the half Yes, marathon. it is. You're right. Yeah, yep. it is. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, yep. So it's a big weekend down there for that one. I mean, I, I will say, you know, last year, I mean, I, there was a ton of excitement when the themes came out because, you know, you were incorporating Kanto and then obviously figment was, was the challenge. But I almost got the sense today that there was more excitement for today than there was last year, and I didn't think that was possible. Greg, I got that too. I got that same feeling. Yep. Well, we also got some news about proof of time, Greg, didn't we? Yes, we did. Yeah. So I remember when the themes came out for the Disneyland Halloween race, everyone had their ears perked because they read that the proof of time was going back up from two fifteen to two thirty, And a lot of us thought, is this going to be the new norm or is this just going to be a Disneyland exclusive thing? And we're very happy to report that this is going across the board for run Disney. It seems like this season. So for wine and dine, you are able to submit a proof of time if you think you can do the half marathon in under two hours and 30 minutes. Now, the one thing I do want to caution everyone with, and this was a conversation that the three of us were having before we officially hit the uh, the record button, is that please be mindful of the dates in which you can use for proof of time. So according to Run Disney, you can use a race anytime between January 1st, 2022 and May 1st, 2024. So obviously that deadline is very, very soon, you know, less than two months after registration officially occurs. Um, You know, so if you're like me who, you know, was trying to maybe use a spring race or a summer race uh, to use as a POT, um, you know, make sure, you know, you're checking the dates on that. But now the one caveat I will say, I don't know how this is going to apply to many people because, you know, we know that most of this is going to uh, sell out day of. But it does say on the Run Disney website that if you register after the proof of time deadline, you are still able to submit a valid proof of time at the point of registration. After you conclude your registration process, you will not be able to add or edit the proof of time. So just be mindful of that, um, you know, especially if, if you're excited. But I'm glad to see that they're getting a lib- little bit more liberal with the uh, the proof of time policy. I'm hoping that that will help seed the race better in terms of getting people appropriately positioned throughout the corral. So I think this is really wonderful news. I know this is things that a lot of people in the Run Disney community have been talking about wanting to see a change. So Run Disney, bravo to you for listening to the feedback and implementing it uh, for this upcoming race season. Greg, one thing you mentioned when we were chatting, you made the comment that if you register after the proof of time deadline, well, 
most of us won't do that. The only people who will are those who are running for charities. Uh, yeah. you know, so, but also, I mean, the, the other way that this would be applicable is, you know, we had, you know, Matt Marcel on, you know, probably over a year ago. And, you know, he was the one that came up with the, you know, the run Disney alerts, whether that's on Twitter, uh, telegram on Slack or whatever. So if you're able to get in that way, Right. Um, you know, after you know the first day of registration, that would that would apply to you as well too. And it just as a reminder, if this is your first time getting involved with the concept of proof of time as it relates to uh any half marathon distance, you can use a 10k, a 10 miler, a half marathon or a marathon. So again, any distance greater than a 10k and now granted, this is not confirmed by any means whatsoever, but the working theory within the run Disney circles is that track shack who helps, you know, do the logistics of these race weekends uses what is called the McMillan running calculator uh, to help determine, you know, equivalent times to a two and a half hour half marathon. So if you are running a 10 K, and you want to be able to submit that for a proof of time, you probably want to uh, aim for a one hour, seven, seven minute and 17 second uh, 10K. If you're going to do a 10 miler, you should aim for one hour, 52 minutes and 28 seconds. And if you're, heck, if you're going to use a marathon, which you most certainly can, uh, that would be the equivalent there would be a five hour, 15 minute and 41 second marathon. So again, all, all of those correlate again down to that roughly is a, a two and a half hour, half marathon is an average pace of just under uh, 11 and a half minutes per mile. So if you're in that range, uh, but again, be sure to check out the McMillan calculator, you know, put in that information uh, and that will be really helpful if that's something that you're planning on uh, trying for this race season. Yeah. And that's good. Good point, that Macmillan calculator, Greg, because sometimes you, you might have, let's say, a 220 half marathon, but have a really good 10K. That 10K might equivalent to a better half marathon. Absolutely. So, so play with that thing around. So you might be able to actually be, maybe be seated in a higher corral. That's a great point, John. Back in the day, my friends, I did. I used to use my 10K times because they were better equivalents. All right, friends, Princess is here. Disneyland Halloween will be here before too long, and we'll be registering for Wine and Dine soon. Let's visit with our guest for the week. Friends, this is about the most fun thing I say on the podcast. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast, Mr. Jeff Galloway. Well, I am so pleased to be here, Bob, and your uh, staff is just phenomenal. Just what a great podcast group you have. It's a wonderful family, Jeff. It yes. really, really is. And that's kind of our primary purpose tonight to talk about not necessarily the Rise and Run family, but the running community that's evolved around, as we have, around Galloway Running and Run Walk One. And specifically, we want to talk tonight about the weekend of March 15th through 17th, the Jeff and Barb Galloway race weekend in Atlanta, Georgia, where the weather's going to be perfect. 
Yes, it, it just is. Everything's looking perfect at this point. <laughs> I'm guaranteeing that, Jeff. I don't know what good that is to anybody, but I think many of our friends know this or have heard it before. You used to have this race weekend in December, a little before Christmas, which was a tough time to travel. But the weather was also usually not great. Yes. So you moved it to March, a beautiful time of year in Atlanta, usually. And it was 19 degrees at the start of the half last year. Yes, we uh, can take the race out of December, but we were not able to take December out (laughs) of the race. (laughs) However, um, you know, it's so rare that the odds of that reoccurring this year are practically nil. It's going to be great. It's going to be a gorgeous springtime weekend in the South. The azaleas be starting to bloom. Yep. Heck, they were starting to bloom last year, even in that bitter cold weather. Very true. Uh, I don't know. if you have dogwoods in that area, Jeff? Oh, yeah. We have, we're loaded with dogwoods. Yeah. Pretty, pretty time of year. Now, it's going to be a bit different than it's been in previous years, isn't it? We got a kind of a different concept, Jeff. Would you like to talk about that, please? Yes. Uh, when COVID hit... Most of the races, including ours, either did not occur for a couple of years or they didn't have in-person type of activities. The races were very uh, separated, you know, for obvious reasons, and that is a good thing. Uh, Sadly, not many of the clinic situations, which were so meaningful and helpful to runners before COVID, Not many of those have come back. So uh, we're going to really bring them back with a a real big flourish. And the concept here is that we have held retreats, running retreats in uh, Lake Tahoe area, which we still do, and and, uh, on the Panhandle of Florida, which we still do, and and occasionally some other places too. In those retreats, we're able to get into details of uh, how to run farther, how to run faster, how to avoid injuries for the rest of your life, um, and on and on. Motivation, being able to be strong to the end. These clinics are going to take place on our race weekend. We're going to have more clinics than we've ever had in any of our running events. Um, plus we're changing the format this year. Instead of having a competitive race, it's going to be more of a training concept where we will be able to group people according to the paces that they want to run on that day. And we're going to have more cohesive groups so that people are able to really get to know one another throughout the uh, event that they want to do. The other change with the event structure, which uh, is really a a training run type type structure, is that we're going to have our very experienced pace group leaders there, and they're going to take more of a role in how we organize those pace groups. And so you'll get to know them 
And uh, a lot of these folks who uh, come to our race have never run a pace group at Disney or uh, some of the other races where we pace. So we're really looking forward to being able to do that. And finally, the distance of the race for Barb's uh, event is going to be a 5K. And uh, that will take place as usual on Saturday morning. Uh, and, and I say non-competitive, we're not doing structured timing for it. We're, this is truly a chance for people to run together, to get to know one another, and um, you can time yourself. Uh, and that's, that's the way that this is uh, handled. In the Sunday event, my race, we will have uh, a course laid out, which will be followed by the Pacers for 13.1, as usual. But we're offering the option for folks that aren't trained up as well uh, or would simply like to run a shorter distance uh, on that weekend to do so. And the course is structured so that you can uh, go virtually whatever distance you want. It's a lot of the course is on the belt line and then the rest of it is in Piedmont Park. Okay. Yeah. The belt, belt line's a great place to run. It is absolutely beautiful. And uh, we have eliminated most of the hills from uh, previous yeah, years. <laughs> Thank you for that. <laughs> that really is, has been well received. Uh, yeah, I'll bet. As you might imagine. <laughs> I'll bet. It was a great course. It really was. And as you always point out, it was net downhill. But there were times when we weren't thinking about net. We were just thinking about that hill in front of us. There were some significant hills on the old course, and uh, we've taken them out. Jeff, really excited to hear about the adjustments that you're making, especially for the half course. I mean, just as Bob said, I can remember when I did this race in 2017, I, I remember looking up that hill at mile 12 right before getting into the park and... I was like, whew, this is quite a doozy to, to end this thing off. So so a, a very welcome change there. But what's what makes the Jeff Galloway 13.1 such a unique race was you got to see some of the the big highlights of Atlanta. Um, you know, that, you know, included one of the, you know, original Krispy Kremes. And then, you know, you went by the the Jimmy Carter, um, you know, presidential library and everything like that. Based on how this course is now structured, um any any local Atlanta highlights that we'll be able to see, you know, for those uh, participating in the, your weekend next month? Well, actually, uh, I'm glad you brought that up because this is something that we are working on. And that is a special running field trip to the places that you're talking about. Oh, very and cool. It would not be on the course itself that we, uh, that we're using, but we would like to do that, and uh, we are trying to put together this uh, this running tour, as it were, of, of those areas. That's interesting. And Greg, Fidipides will be on the course. The oh, that, that's very true, yes. <laughs> that's right. Atlanta's <clears throat> premier running store. 
Not the original, though. Original was in Tallahassee, I believe. It was. We started the business in Tallahassee in 1973. Jeff, some nuts and bolts type questions. Yes. And I've had friends ask me. They look and say, look, I can't make the whole weekend. I'd like to just show up for one of the runs. Is that possible? Oh, yeah, absolutely. You can do that. And you can also, um, if you are mainly interested in the clinics, they're going to be on Saturday. And so you could just come for Saturday or for the portion of Saturday that has the topics that you're interested in. Okay. So if if I want to do that, what do I do? Register for the virtual run? Um, either way, you can actually register for the actual run and, uh, and just pick and choose whatever you want to. Um, the, um, the best and simplest way is just to go to jeffgalloway.com and you'll see the link there to enter the race. Okay, very good. Your weekend and, of course, the weekends at Disney World are just a wonderful opportunity to see and socialize with so many great, great friends. And I see this as being even a bigger and better opportunity than it's been in the past. Now, you kick it off Friday night with, well, what do we kick it off on Friday night with? Well, it's going to be a hospitality event. uh, And right now we are scheduling it to be held uh, at Ansley Mall. We have a couple of different venues. It will depend upon how many people sign up for it, but uh, we definitely will have uh, a gathering in our Fidipides store. So that that's going to get the, the weekend started. And we spoke, we have numerous seminars and, and training events and talks scheduled. We also have some live podcasts scheduled. I'm, I'm really interested to see how that works out. (laughs) Absolutely. Because one of them is going to be this one. Well, and and we're so pleased. Uh, The bottom line is most people who listen to podcasts don't have a clue how it's put together. And you're going to have a chance to see that. And uh, even though it won't be under ideal conditions, since you're uh, on location, so to speak, you um, will introduce the uh, fun that y'all have in putting these together to a wider audience. I I sure hope to involve that audience in our podcast. I hope to get some active participation. That's that's great. I think that would be fun. Well, And and we'll set a Vegas line to see the number of times when Bob says, hey, Greg, cut that out. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I describe it, Jeff, to our friends who get an opportunity to peek behind the curtain here, you get to see how the sausage is made, and it's not always pretty. But it'll be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Right now, Lexi and Jack should be there with me. Uh, John and Greg both live up in the Northeast. Alicia lives up in Minnesota. They're not going to be able to get down. But three of us will be there. Great. And it, it, not quite sure what we're going to do yet, but I know we're going to have a good time. And we might even talk to that Jeff Galloway fellow for a little bit during the podcast. Well, How would that be? I'm sure he will make himself available. He never disappoints, my friends. I promise you that. He never disappoints. What are some of the uh, seminars you're going to have? 
Well, we are going to actually have a demo on how to do, how to conduct the magic mile or the magic half mile. And so there's so many people that uh, inquire about the magic mile and they think that it's extremely complicated and it's not. It's very easy to do, but it's so effective in being able to tell you what you're currently capable of running and then what the uh, long run pace should be with also the right run, walk, run uh, strategy. And so as a result of uh, that, then people can set up the training program to achieve the goal that they want. Uh, so that'll be one of the sessions. There'll be a session on motivation and how to gain control over how, your inspiration, your own inspiration, how to inspire yourself. Uh, there'll be a session on uh, gaining endurance. How do you build endurance? And all the little nuances of that. Uh, following that will be the one that uh, I'm sure will be very popular, how to run faster. Now, we're not necessarily talking about how to qualify for Boston, but we are maybe it's how to stay ahead of the balloon ladies. But um, faster is something that everybody can do during the next year. And we're going to explain how to do that, how to stay injury free. It is extremely possible for people to do this. Uh, I regularly hear every week from about a dozen people who have been injury free for more than 10 years when or they started using our methods, were injured every week or two. And so it's really uh, uh, an eye-opener uh, for a whole lot of people. Um, we'll, we'll also get o go over how to set up a program. A lot of folks know certain elements that they need to do, but they're usually quite sporadic in putting them together in a training program. And so I'll be going over that as to how to actually do that. Um, we'll have several other clinics that are going to be on demand. Uh, one of them that we are looking at is how do you get into ultra marathon running? And that one will be done by Chris Twiggs, our Very good. chief training officer and also a a hundred miler. He, gosh, I think he's run about uh, 20 or 25 hundred milers. Yeah, uh, six, so. 16 times at Hard Rock. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's really amazing. And uh, he also is a great teacher too. That Absolutely. Be, that was his profession. He was a college professor. So those are the major areas. Uh, but again, we, um, We'll be having some impromptu sessions, too. And along with that, I will be uh, giving out free stories. <laughs> uh, <laughs> some of my favorite stories, I uh, plan to have one in each one of the clinics. Friends, those, these are not to be missed. I've, 
I've been so fortunate to know Mr. Galloway for going on eight years now. I've heard some of these stories that I try not to move my lips along with you, Jeff, as you're telling them, but I still want to hear them. And honest to goodness, as sincere as, as, sincere as I can be, I learn something new every time. Just when I think I understand this method completely, you or Coach Twiggs teaches me something new every time I talk with you. Well, that's the best compliment you could give me because obviously I am not a record uh, and and never will be. I will uh, give you the latest based on our data and based on the experiences that we've had. And our program evolves and we're very yep. proud of that. Yes. I've, I've seen it evolve in the time I've been with you and with Chris. Yes, absolutely. Well, friends, this is going to be fun. It's going to be fun. It's going to be educational. It's going to be a great time to get together. I just hope we see a whole bunch of you there. Now, that's in March. Before we get there, though, this podcast releases on Thursday, and I'll be seeing you on Thursday because it's Princess Weekend. Absolutely. So we'll be back at Disney World. It is really a fantastic event, uh, totally unique and, uh, and energized in a different way than any of the other Disney races are. It's really an upbeat weekend. Seems to be. I saw some numbers. I got them from another site, uh, the guy Matt that we had on a couple. Oh, right, right. Years ago, and uh, the numbers are pretty high. Those are big, Jeff. It's nearly, not quite, nearly twenty thousand people entered into the half marathon. Yeah, that's right near record, and of course, that's really saying something for uh, Run Disney because they uh, they you know put limits on these things, uh, but. Really a popular event, a fun event. Can't wait. I know I'm looking forward to it. Any words of wisdom, any advice for perhaps some of our friends who are heading down to or heading heading to Disney World for the first time? Well, the uh, the main thing that you need to do is make sure that you pack your running shoes. <laughs> Every year. That's not bad advice. You know, at, at every one of the Disney events, there's somebody that comes by the booth who forgot to pack their running shoes. <laughs> but, but seriously, the, the, I main, believe you. the main thing uh, is to enjoy the weekend. And, uh, and, and this is an event, Princess is an event where you tend to see fewer people that are just totally set on having a certain time. Most of it is people who are going to be running with someone or one of our pace groups. They are looking forward to meeting a lot of folks uh, because of that. And of course, our pace groups are just great places to do that. Oh, yes. Yes. Terrific. And they um, are really looking forward to the Disney time too. So combining the two, you really have a, a tremendous weekend ahead. Now, Jeff, before every race weekend, we tell our friends, stop by Mr. Galloway's booth and say hello to Jeff. Yes. And 
I can tell them that. But why don't you please invite them? Well, it's sort of like the old Uncle Sam poster. I want you to come by the booth. I'd love to give you a few words of inspiration or whatever you need. And if you have questions, bring them by. That's why I'm there. I'm there for you. Here's a phrase I use every time I ask our friends to come by. I said, go by, see Jeff. You will not regret it. You'll be glad that you did. You want a nice breaker? Just walk up to and say, hey, Jeff, I heard you on the Rise and Run podcast. That's all. Jeff will take it from there, I promise. Absolutely, Bob. We're a team. And not to let's not forget, you're also a character stop right close to the finish line. Yes. Uh, 150, 200 yards from the finish, I will be there. And I really want you to come by for a high five. I, uh, I have warmed my hand up. I am all set ready. <laughs> we, were, uh, we were chatting before we started the record button. That was one of the highlights for me at the end of Dopey was seeing Jeff and I was so excited. He didn't get a high five. He got a bear hug. So absolutely. I appreciated it. I appreciate it. So Jeff, before we wrap this up and officially kick off the princess half marathon weekend, do you have any final thoughts for us tonight? You know, the only thing uh, to sort of pull this back together uh, about our weekend is that we have deeply loved our retreat weekends and we on purpose during the weekends that we hold our specific running retreats we limit the number of people who uh, come there so that we can have individual attention what we have decided to do is expand this and open the information that one would normally get at a retreat weekend to our Jeff Barb weekend with all the different clinics that we have. And um, if you have questions, bring them because I will be there until I answer every single one of them. It's a great, great opportunity, my friends. I hope you get a chance to take part in it. Friends, first of all, thank you, Jeff. Thank you for the time. We always appreciate it. Always enjoy hearing from you. New concept on this weekend. The emphasis is on the training, on the seminars, and on the camaraderie. And on that note, I really hope, I really hope I get to see a whole lot of you there. It has been a wonderful, fun weekend the last several years I've been to it. And I think it's just going to get better and better. Let me remind you, please, that Jeff and Weston were kind enough to offer a discount to the Rise and Run family. And that discount code is Rise and Run, all one word, good for 15% off of your registration. Use it when you check out. Looking at announcements for upcoming events, we've talked about it already once. Now we've talked about it a bunch of times. I'll talk about it one last time here. If you're there, Princess Weekend, we have our meet and greet Saturday, 3 p.m. in the food truck area of Disney Springs. If you have any question at all about where that is, hit me up uh, on a message or on Facebook or find me 
at Wine and Dine, or at Wine and Dine. Find me at Princess Weekend, and I'll be sure to help you out. Uh, I am, this might be fun. We have, because we're going to do, as we just talked about, that live podcast recording at Jeff's event, I have a new piece of equipment that I got with the help of the two fellows here, my two technical experts, our two technical experts who advise us on what to get. And I'm going to bring it with me. So we'll record a little bit at the meetup. I don't know what we'll do with the recording, but we'll have fun doing it. So look for us there. Okay. All right. A tradition at the Rise and Run podcast. It started, gosh, it started in November of 2022 when we read the names, the roll call of the 12 people who were listening to us who had signed up for Wine and Dine that weekend. Now, the way this tradition works is we're going to call out, we call out first names only. If there's more than one of the same first name, we'll call out first initial of your last name. If you indicated there's something special going on this weekend, we tried to add that. The only thing I have omitted is if you're running for a charity, there are just so many of them. I pulled those out. Going forward, we might leave them in, but for right now, they're out of there. If you're coming from a foreign country, and I either knew that or noticed it, we'll include that. But the rules are that when you hear your name, so long as the fastened seatbelt sign isn't on, that you stand up until we finish all the names for that particular race. We'll go over the challenge, the half, the 10K, the 5K, and the virtual runs. Let's start out with the fairy tale challenge. Greg, take it away. All right. Doing the fairy tale challenge, we have Abby F., Abby P., Amanda D. This is her first run Disney event and first challenge. Way to, way to get off on the right foot there. We also have Amanda S., Amy, our buddy Andy from the UK, Anne, Avery, the one, the only, Mr. Bob, Brandy C., Brandy F., who is also running with someone else because she's 24 <laughs> weeks pregnant. So hashtag uh, Princess Half Marathon, baby. There you go. Brian, Brooke, Carolyn, and Christina. So that's Christiana, who's a perfect challenger, Dale. Danielle is another perfect challenger. David, Dawn B, Dawn R, Denise, Don, Elizabeth H, first princess race. Ellen, first challenge, first half. Erica, first challenge, first run Disney race. Grace C, Grace D, first challenge. Heather and her husband, first run Disney event slash challenge. And Heidi. Holly's running the challenge, as is Adanya, Jared, Jennifer B, first run Disney event, first challenge. Jennifer H, Jennifer IS, Jennifer K, Jeremy doing his first challenge. J.H. Reindeer, that's Heather. I finally got that right, Heather. Jody, Joshua. Caitlin, who's doing her first challenge. Carrie, first half, first challenge. Kate, 
first challenge. And Catherine, rounding out a bunch of first challenges there. We have Katie R., who is rounding out her sister-run Disney season with her sister, Nicole. We have Katie W. This is her first half marathon, first challenge, and first run Disney event. That's just awesome to hear. Katrina, first ever run Disney event and challenge. Kelly and her husband. Carrie, first challenge. Kristen D., Kristen K., Christy and Katie. Laura, who is also doing her first challenge, and she just got word, and this is amazing news, that she is cancer-free, and I think there is no better way to celebrate that wonderful news than by going to the most magical place on earth. So congratulations, Laura. We're thrilled for you. A lot of stories out there, Greg. That's one of them. Yeah, it's a big deal. Absolutely. We also have Lauren, Lori with her daughter, Hannah. Leah and Daniel, Lindsay, Lucy, and doing her first challenge, Mary Beth. We've got Michelle F., Michelle K., Margaret, Mark, who helps us with the with the uh, charity spreadsheet, the the weekend training graphics. He's pacing half. Melissa, Nicole, Nikki, Noel. It's a first run Disney race and first challenge. Pamela, Rachel, Regina. First half on 50th birthday, Richard, Rob, Sharon, and Shalene. And wrapping up, Skylar, Stephanie, perfect season. Stephanie's running her perfect season while she's being treated for breast cancer. I'm telling you, a lot of remarkable stories. Way to go. Uh, Summer is doing her first run Disney race and first challenge. Tara, Taylor, Tiffany, Trina, and Victoria, congratulations, friends. That's our challenge runners. All right, let's take a look at those running the half marathon. Okay, running those magical 13.1 miles, hopefully through Cinderella's castle this time. Yeah, I hope so. We have Amy W. This is her first half marathon and first run Disney race. Amy L. Beth. Elizabeth, first run Disney event and first half marathon. Gina, Jacqueline, Jen, Jennifer C, Jennifer H, Jody and her daughter Isabella, John, Lori with daughter Savannah, and Lori R. We've got Lizzie, Luciana coming from Italy, Mandy, Nikki's first half, Patrick's first run Disney and first half, Rachel and mom, Rob, Ryan, who's also pacing the event, Simone, Stephanie, Valerie from Argentina, no JJ this time, and Virginia, her first half. All right. Our half marathon runners. Half marathon runners, you may be seated now. And I'm, I'm sorry, challenge runners, I forgot you can sit down too. Okay. Gosh, I hope, hope you weren't standing too long for that. Let's take a look at those running the 10K. Relatively short list here started with our friend Allie without an E, but with daughter Emily. Amanda's running. Jessica's running her first 10K. Leslie, Mary, Nona, and Lisbeth. Daughter, that's uh, Lisbeth, first in-person run Disney race. We're going to hear from Nona and Lisbeth just in just a few minutes on the Race Report Spotlight. Rachel with her college roommates, Melissa and Adrian. 
Salmo's doing first run Disney race. And we have Sylvia. Those are our 10K runners. All right. Congratulations, 10K runners. You may be seated. Now, as we do the 5K, we're going to repeat some names because some of these folks are also doing the challenge. But that's okay. If you're going to get up three mornings in a row, we don't mind reading your name twice. Absolutely. Because it's it's because they love the bling and, and we are here for it. So running the 5K, we have Abby. Allie without a knee with her husband and two daughters, Amanda, Amber, Amy, and eight-year-old daughter, Chloe. And this is Chloe's first run Disney event. Now, I know it's the one and the only Bob, but I would be remiss if it's not the one, the only, the incomparable, the beautiful Becky is also doing this race. <laughs> Becky, I, I I hope you heard that. So She'll hear it on the drive. She'll okay. hear it on the drive over. All right. Break. All right. I love we'll you. Play it all right. Drive over. <laughs> Brandy, Brian, Brooke, Carolyn, Cindy, who's Rachel's mom, her first run Disney event. That's awesome to see. Dale and Lori, Don, Elizabeth, and Ellen also doing their first run Disney race. Then we got Emily, Brandon, Betty, Henry, and Caroline doing their first run Disney race. Fiona, Grace, Jared with Lily, her first Disney race. Jennifer I. Jennifer K, Jeremy, Jody, Joshua, Caitlin, Carrie, Katie, Christy, Katie, and Tracy, Laura, and Lauren. Laurie with her daughter Hannah, Leslie, Lindsay, Luciana, Lucy, Margaret, Mark, Melissa, her first run Disney race, Michelle, Nikki, Pamela, Rachel, Regina, Salma and Carolyn, first run Disney event for both, and Sarah. And rounding out the 5K, we have Sharon, Skyler with Jean, who is seven, and Jordan, who is five, Stephanie, Summer, Sylvia, their first run Disney event, Tara, Taylor, Tiffany, and Valeria. There we go. That's the 5K. We're done Friday with the 5Ks. Let's wrap this up. Let's look at our friends who are running the virtual events. Okay, so the virtual events. Brittany's running the challenge. Our friend Heather, who's still recovering sur from surgery, is running the challenge, but she'll be doing those later. Jessica is doing the challenge. Melissa's doing the 5K. Sarah's 5K live, then challenge somewhere on site. Yep, that's great. All right, friends. By now, you can all be seated. I hope I didn't leave any of you standing too long. We're proud of all of you. That is the Princess Roll Call for Princess Weekend 2024. Thanks for taking the time to put your names in there. We enjoy it. It's quite a tradition here. We have a lot of fun with it. We hope you enjoy it also. And to go along with Princess Weekend, right before we started recording, uh, I actually received a message from our wonderful friend, Kristen, over at Run Fit Mama and the uh, the Dopey Strong Group, they are looking um, to put together a cheering section 
uh, for some of these races. Uh, not a ton of details at this time, but if you happen to listen to this, uh, you know, before, you know, especially the 10K and especially the half, um, if you're interested in cheering, either go find that uh, Dopey Strong Facebook group. I'm sure there might be some information posted in there, or you can always message Kristen as well too, um, you know, if details do emerge. But I know they were interested in putting together a cheer group. They were wondering if the Rise and Run group was doing anything. And, and as of this time, we don't have anything officially structured. So if it's something you're interested in doing, definitely get in contact with her. Um, and hopefully you'll have the opportunity to, uh, to cheer on some amazing individuals this weekend. Yeah, yeah, that's great. And we've alluded to it. We've talked around it. I always have to remind myself that we have friends who are doing something for the first time. How many, how many names do we call first run Disney event? So we have a bunch of friends who are going to be running down Main Street for the first time ever. Now, I've done it. I haven't counted. I've done it eight or nine times now. This will be, I'm still not at 10, I don't think. It is spectacular. It is the best quarter mile or whatever it is of running that you will find anywhere. The crowds are amazing. If you're a runner or if you're going to spectate, be on Main Street. Be on Main Street. You're just going to lap it up. It's wonderful. And if you are running, take it in. Look around. Take your time. Try not to cry. No, never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead and cry. It's, look, I'm not kidding. It's that big a deal. Running through the castle is wonderful. You're going to go up to loop around and come back through the castle going the other direction, but running up Main Street is like no other event I know of. Okay, we're looking forward to that. Friends, next week, upcoming episode 127 will be our Princess Weekend Recap episode. I am hoping to have some special guests on for that episode, but I don't have everyone locked in yet, so we'll have to see. I don't want to announce anybody if I'm not sure who we're going to get. All right, my friends, it's time for the race report. Before we get into the race report, one more reminder, please hang on. Our buddy Jar of Jar Ox and Spoon, the wonderful Jar Ox and Spoon musical ensemble, has a recording that they were kind enough to send us a copy of so we can play it at the end of this episode. Hope you'll hang around for that if you want to check out jar's youtube channel for for the video go to at ox and spoon on youtube friends let's start on saturday at howie in the hills florida never heard of the place had to look it up howie in the hills a little burb just a bit west of orlando our friend Lori from canada ran the howie in the hills 5k Lori has been doing just great lately Lots of rain and chilly for Florida. That's the kind of weekend we had. The good news is that's all out of here. It would have been a terrible weekend for Princess this past weekend, but it looks like it's going to be lovely. However, our friends who ran this last week got a bit wet if they were in Florida. Told you Lori was doing great. Lori finished first in her age group in this race and won a lovely plant that she won't be able to take back to Canada with her because customs just won't allow that to happen. However, great job, Lori. Congratulations. 
In St. Louis, they were scheduled to run from the Yeti, Katie was. But with four inches of snow and below freezing temps that turned the course into ice, the race got canceled. Interesting because they canceled a race for snow and ice on Saturday. Temperature in the St. Louis area on that Thursday was 60 degrees. Now, I think, you know, snow and ice, you would think a Yeti would be at home in that. And maybe the Yeti is, but the runners weren't. And the race director erred on the side of caution, I'm sure. Okay, friends, let's go now to Charlotte, North Carolina. They had one of them hot chocolate runs there. This was a 10K. And the Healy family participated in that one. We are so happy to have them with us on the Race Report Spotlight. We've got Nona, Doug, and Lisbeth. Hiya, guys. Welcome to the Rise and Run podcast. Thank you for having us. And I'll tell you, if you haven't picked us up on this already, I'm a sucker for these family runs. I think it's awesome. Uh, Elizabeth, I think it's really cool that you participated in this one. And Liam, your son Liam also participated. We don't want to leave him out, but he couldn't make it with us tonight. That's too bad. But they're great. Is this your first run together as a family? This is our first formal run. No, no, we did a 5K. We did a a smaller 5K a couple months ago. So this is our second formal run as a family. I thought I saw your name on there before. Yeah, the Wilmington one, that was uh, pretty small, though, in scope. That's okay. Yeah. They still count. Yeah. So let's. I'm going to go from what I'm seeing. I'm going to go left to right, and I'm going to ask, how you get started running. I'm going to go with Nona to start. How'd you get started running? Uh, I played lacrosse in high school. So running was a punishment. Um, <laughs> right, right, right. I really associated pleasure with it then. And then joined uh, that profession you took part in, Bob. So again, yeah. it was more of a job requirement than a pleasure Just issue. Understand, understand. Um, and really only recently when we found the Jeff Galloway method, did it really become fun. I got it. No, no, I'll say the same thing I hear all the time and I appreciate it. Thanks for your service. We, we didn't hear that so much back in the seventies when I came in, but we hear it now and I, I, I appreciate it. And I want to pass that along because it's genuine. Uh, Doug, how about you? I ran track in high school as a way to um, fill in seasons before wrestling, after wrestling. Um, and then again, started into service and it was, you must, you have to job requirement. And then after some plantar fasciitis problems and going like that and stop running again, like Nona said, finding the Jeff Galloway style is like, this is obtainable. This is doable. This is fun. So we just picked it up and we're literally running with it. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, literally. I understand. Absolutely. That's cool. I, I will warn you. Are you both still serving? Are you both still on active duty? I'm a, I'm a reserve. Okay. There's a real temptation after you get out to stop. <laughs> well, I think when you found this, the Galloway style, I think this this is maintainable, keepable forever. It is. It is, because it's hard to start again. But we did. Lisbeth, when did you get started with all this? Uh, does, does gym class count? Of course it counts. <laughs> um, technically, I guess it was the um, first 5Ks we did. Those were virtual, so it wasn't anything like in person, but... I think that was the first of it, and um, we did the training for that, so I think that was really the first time I actually ran, and then those 5Ks were the first start. Outstanding. I know when I was a youngster, the idea of running three miles 
No. <laughs> no, 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 no. Never would have done that. So I'm impressed. Well, our kids are more of the uh, non-standard sport lovers. So they're involved in the wrestling, rock climbing, um, karate, swimming. swimming. Um, so, so running is not part of the normal routine for them, but finding, finding this way to do it as a family has been real fun. It is. It's great. And I'm trying to think of if there aren't many sports that running is not going to help you out with. In some way. <laughs> right. Help you with your endurance and stamina. And yeah, that's really excellent. So tell us a little bit about the hot chocolate run. How did it go last week? Well, it was a blast. Um, we signed up for the chocolate and thought it would be something fun. Liam and I did a 10K and Nona and Elizabeth did the 5K. So there was some splits and waiting around for each other. And the run itself was pretty standard. A lot more hills in Charlotte than I really expected there to be. Oh, I, I know that. For, I, let me look over here. One of these medals. Yeah, I know that. Once we were running, it was great. It was good weather to run once we got started. Waiting around to start the race was a bit cold. chilly. And... Cold. Not chilly. It was very, very cold. Yeah, that that's the hard part when it gets cold is waiting to get going. Yeah. Normally, yeah. unless it's really cold. Uh, normally, once you get going, you can warm up. But yeah, there was parts on. So I, they part of the swag they gave us were hoodies, zip up hoodies, and so we were wearing it to stay warm. Beginning, um, and I, we took off. We were still wearing it, and there was a couple places on the route I was thinking about taking it off. But as soon as we turned a corner, a really cold breeze would blast us, and I'm like, nope, it's staying on. I'm keeping this. <laughs> zip it back up. Yeah, absolutely. I, I know that feeling. I got one of those for a hot chocolate run in Tampa. I've probably worn it twice. It's nice. <laughs> no, I'd say that definitely made me get to the uh, Amazon cart and put in some of those Mylar blankets for us to have a princess weekend. Don't cross the start line. Never mind. It's become an inside joke. An inside joke. But we finished strong the last hill. We finished up. Uh, the girls were waiting for us when we finished up, so it was nice to have a cheering section. It uh, is. We wish we could return the favor, but we were running. So it, it actually, we had all originally signed up to do the 10K, but that was way before Elizabeth and I started doing the 10K training for Princess Weekend. Um, and when we looked at the training schedule, it was our final six and a half mile run on the training plan. And then it was going to be the hot chocolate 10K the following Thursday. And then it was going to be the Princess 10K the third week after that. So when we got to that point, kind of Elizabeth and I looked at each other and said, maybe we should taper. Um <laughs> So we switched our 10K to the 5K at the last minute, but it was still a lot of fun. Yeah, good move. Good move. Of course, this is a series of runs throughout the country. A lot of our friends have done them. I've done them here in Tampa. Uh, good after party. Oh, it was awesome. <laughs> <laughs> like, so, like Doug said, that's the reason we signed up for this one. <laughs> right. Liz, Elizabeth, what was your favorite part of the after run celebration? Chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> Just there was like the, the thing with all the um I don't know snacks in it I guess and there's like a chocolate thing dipping everything in the chocolate um definitely yeah we did break one of Martinez Evans rules which was we did. nothing new on race days at one of the uh, med stations they were handing out what I think it was like little chocolate biscuits yeah Sting. yeah <laughs> <laughs> no not so cool not so much <laughs> you know they they hand out chocolate towards the end of the marathon at Disney World. Like mile 22, 23, oh, yeah. something like that. Yeah, yeah, you come up that last little hill, Bob, and they give you a piece of chocolate as a reward. 
Yeah, I think they gave us the chocolate at the top of the hill. Yeah. I think it was like at the top of the hill going down. Yeah. That's fantastic. So you've been running as a family for, well, I guess just a couple months now, right? About six to nine now. Yeah, it's, yeah. it started in Colorado um, during COVID when we just needed to get out of the house. Um, and right out our back door were tons of trails um, that we could just partake in. So it was more hiking and backpacking type thing at the beginning. And then when we were transitioning from Colorado to where we live now over this past summer, we started getting into the Galloway style of training and running and looking forward to and signing up for and doing the virtual runs first and then getting into run Disney. So we were talking about it and saying that as a family running brings clarity for us, which is something that I don't think we had prior to COVID. I think it's wonderful. And I see a, a good number of families in the rise and run community that run together. And I think it's just, so great. So I, I appreciate what you guys do. So I think you already told us you're going to be at Princess here in just a few days. In fact, when this airs on Thursday, you'll probably already be there. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Elizabeth and I are leaving on Thursday. Is, is it just you and Elizabeth? It is. Yep. It's the two of us. It's going to be a girl's trip for the first time. And what are you doing? With Liam and I are going to go golfing. It's going to be fun. Ah. You're on for <laughs> golfing. I hope you have great weather. That sounds good. I hope so too. <laughs> have you done Princess before? No. Um, our first run Disney event was actually... 2018, The Dark Side. And 5K. We had a blast on that. And then we did a 5K Castaway Key, which was not a lot of fun. Very stagnant, very... And then we had run. signed the kids up to do the 2020 Star Wars weekend. And that was canceled. Yeah, we know what happened. Yeah. Yeah, John still laments that. John's a big Star oh. Wars guy. He misses I it. really do. Yeah. Uh, well, and you're doing the 10K at Princess. That is correct. Yes. So Saturday morning, bright and early. I'll be looking for you Yeah. before the race or if you get a chance for the meetup, we'll be looking for you there. That'd be fantastic. All right, my friends. Look, thank you so much for taking time from your evening to visit with us. Congratulations. Uh, we're excited to see you real soon. Yeah, Thanks. thank you. Great. Thanks for having us. Thank you, my friends. We look forward to seeing Nona and Lisbeth Princess Weekend. Wrapping up Saturday in Gainesville, Florida, the Life South 5K. Jessica was there, rainy and cool, paced a friend on her first 5K last week and her second 5K today outstanding way to go bringing more people into the running family next goal get her to run disney jessica have her listen to the podcast she'll be hooked good job jessica let's move to sunday up in brooklyn new york the cherry tree 10 miler our buddy doug doug 28 degrees at start some ran this one as a relay but doug ran it on his own he used this 10 miler as a catered training run for the upcoming New York City half, finished with a very respectable time of an hour 34 for the 10 miler. Good job, Doug. Hot chocolate at the finish line was most welcome on a very chilly New York morning. Yeah, if they did that on Saturday, they would be uh, running in snow because we had some snow up there on Saturday morning. Wow. But I will say, though, when I was walking around Midtown and Times Square and everything like that on Saturday, I mean, sure, like the snow was falling, but but nothing was was sticking to the ground. So 
and they're great. I'm not sure what it was like over in Brooklyn, but um, yeah. but weather weather was crazy up here this past weekend. Yeah, I think they ran that in Prospect Park, so they might it might be a little more on the grass. Okay. Well, it was not snowing in Christmas, Florida, where they had the Forgotten Florida Trail Race. Is that where it, Santa lives, or is that where Santa vacations? That's where Santa vacations. Uh, okay, makes sense. There and in Honolulu, I saw him in Honolulu one time. It's a great story. I'll share it maybe later, but not right now. Uh, this event, multiple races, a 100-miler, 50-miler, 15-miler, and 8-miler. Jared completed the 15-miler. Lisa ran the 8-miler. This is her first trail race and her first 8-miler. <laughs> PR. <laughs> Lots of wind and rain this weekend. Like I said, weather was not good in Central Florida. The course was a mess. But still, Lisa said it was beautiful. She had a great time, and she would do it again. A little bit further south in Fort Lauderdale, Florida, the A1A Half Marathon. Bunch of folks there. Robbie Robbie said it was overcast, but it wasn't raining. Nice flat course down there around Fort Lauderdale. And a very impressive medal. Ken, Rob, and Michael were all there, too. They all discussed how their Garmin's read between 13.4 and 13.9 at the finish. Eh, topic for another time, why your Garmin's don't line up with the distance on a certified course. But they rarely will, and you will almost always be over. Although 13.9 is a bit much, so I'm not sure what happened there. That was in Fort Lauderdale in Pocklington, Yorkshire, in the northeast part of England. Our friend Katie ran the Snake Lane 10-miler. It was soggy in Florida. It was soggy in England, too. Of course it was soggy, but the rain stopped for the race. This was the first time that Katie, and I'm going to use the term, was jeffing. I think that's the term that originated for Run, Walk, Run over in Britain. Uh, she didn't start Run, Walk till the fourth mile. Being part of her old school team meant a trip to the pub afterward with drinks and snacks, a nice veggie sausage sandwich after the race. What, what a great way to finish, especially with friends. Any, I mean, any race that finishes in a pub can't be all bad, right? Katie, next up, London Marathon. Cool. In Apache, Arizona, the Lost Dutchman Half Marathon. Jennifer, nice day, great scenery, and oh, yeah. Jennifer broke 2.15. That's a proof of time for wine and dine, and I believe a PR. Heather was there. Heather ran the 10K. Stacy also got a proof of time out of this one. This one for her Disneyland Halloween race. A lot of success in Apache, Arizona. In Apopka, Florida, the Apopka Scenic Trail 30K, Mary, Mary did her first 30K. Yeah, that's that's a PR, of course. Her goal was four hours. Weather was bad, as we've talked about. She stuck with her plan, came in under four hours. Age group second place, way to go, Mary. Along with that PR, as we previously mentioned. Finishing up the weekend, the Slay the Beast Challenge in Melbourne, Florida. This is cool. This involves two races, the Eye of the Dragon 10K 
followed by the tail of the lizard two-miler, Lucy Rabbit. Started out cool and wet. We don't have mountains in Florida, but we have these things called causeways. And I will tell you, some of them are a real challenge. So Lucy had a causeway in the 10K. Some of them are not only steep, but they're long. Uh, the causeway in the 10K started around mile three, made pacing tough for her. Regardless, she knocked out this 10K in less than 49 minutes. Wow. Eight, yeah, that's that's smoking. Age group first place, overall women 13th place. And that time for Lucy was a PR. Now, it's a Slay the Dragon double race challenge. She finishes the first one. Then about 40 minutes later, they start the two-miler, and the two-miler was all on the causeway. So no PR on the two-miler. She still finished age group first in that race, too. Overall, she finished seventh for the challenge. She says she wants to go back to this one next year because the top three get a sword. Ooh. Yeah, how cool is that, huh? All right, my friends. Great you know, Grant, we, we 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 joked the other week about the uh, what was it, the Miami Marathon or half marathon? That medal being a weapon and being confiscated. Oh, that was by a while ago. Yeah, yeah it was TSA. Like a Can star, you imagine yeah. you, you do this as a destination yeah. race? Uh, excuse me, uh, you can't check your sword. <laughs> yeah, good point, Greg. Didn't think about that. Good point. All right, friends, great job. Congratulations to everyone who finished this weekend. And if you have set a PR, good for you. All right, that's it, my friends. That's it for episode 126 of the Rise and Run podcast. We hope you had as much fun listening as we did bringing it to you. Now, don't forget, don't go anywhere. Jar Ox and Spoon's new hit single, which is Climbing the Chart with a Bullet, will be on at the very end of this episode. Hang on for that. We do plan to do a Zoom this Thursday. Now, a lot of us are going to be at Disney World. But I'll at least get it started. And normally, since the 5K is the next day, I'm back in the room anyway. So I think I can be there for part of it. I think some of our other friends will be there as well. So we, we hope to see you there. And I could kick off anybody that needs to do the 5K so they don't stay on too late. <laughs> Sounds good, John. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. All right, my friends. That's going to do it for us. Hang on for JAR. Until we see you, which hopefully will be very soon, happy running. You can tell me by the time we finish clock, it's a moving man. Much time to walk. Grinning crown, and down to it. That's a thing to buy. Now I was wrong, but can't see inside. From good days to run around without the names. Let us try to take a man to remedy what could be grand. Whether you are rock or just a slow rock, we stay alive.
the Rise and Run podcast discusses general information about Run Disney and is in no way affiliated with Run Disney or the Walt Disney Company. Any information or advice discussed on this podcast should not be considered medical advice and should always consult with your healthcare provider or event organizer.